Welcome everyone to the first ever Retro Heart Duo Gaming for Couples podcast, brought to you by Frick and Fox. I am Frick. I'm joined here with my co-host Fox. We uh, that's me are a gaming couple, and uh, yeah, we've got years and years of experience with gaming, and we do small business marketing. So we figured let's start a podcast. Let's aim it at gamers, let's aim it at gaming couples, and we're going to talk about a lot of things. Um, we'll have different topics. They'll probably be all over the place for a while while we hone in. Um, tonight's topic is going to be a, a really cool developer or publisher that we, we like. There's a lot of quirky games that they do. Um, they have kind of a, a reputation in the gaming industry for being kind of quote-unquote anti-publisher and anti-developer. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, but before we get into it, might as well do intros so you know who we are. Uh, and we'll start with my co-host, Fox. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you became a gamer, why you are a gamer, and why you are one half of the best gaming couple in this podcast. All right. So I have been um, gaming since World of Warcraft Vanilla before it was Vanilla um grinding out to what was it the original cap level 60 60 yeah yeah not having the the amount of gold that i needed at level 40 for my amount um so that's that's where i got it all started and from there um it's developed into a passion for league of legends as well as um all sorts of platformers um and um yeah i i think that's it something like that that's the long and short of it yeah (laughs) to the point yeah well like i said she is fox i am frick my last name brings all the nerds to the yard and they're like that's freaking cool it is actually my last name i got my start when my parents bought an Atari 2600, I remember I was like four years old and it was in the basement. And then I got a Nintendo and NES, um, really wanted a Super Nintendo, but my parents got me a Sega Genesis. Um, and then I had that until my first job. I bought my PlayStation 1. I worked as a bagger at a grocery store, so I was right next to an electronics store. I spent 90% of my money buying a PS1 bunch of games that I had never played and then I turned around and traded that in for a PS2, bought an Xbox, and it just snowballed from there. Um, I, like you, got really into World of Warcraft. I was an alpha tester before Vanilla. Um, I was big into Defense of the Ancients with Warcraft 3. I used to stay up to like 5 in the morning in college playing with uh, my buddies across across the country. They were in California. I was in Alabama. I was going to school at Auburn. So... I have many, many years of gaming, and I have many, many retro consoles. I have not one, but two PCs. Um, I have a nerd basement. I have Ninja Turtles arcade game. I am I am a gaming nerd through and through, and I am one of the lucky ones in the sense that I have a better half. Well, equal half. Equal half, I say better, that is just as much into gaming. So, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Our first episode um is on the developer slash publisher devolver digital 
Um, they used to be a really, really big developer, and now they do a lot of publishing uh, for indie developers. Um, they did stuff like Serious Sam, Hotline Miami, Fall Guys. Um, they're known to work with quirky indie developers. Um, their announcements, their, their like E3 stuff um, back in the day was just quirky like they were known for just going off the rails um but with all of the big publishers the big names like microsoft sony and nintendo doing their own thing e3 kind of is not really a thing anymore the big gaming conventions aren't really a thing anymore there's still some but uh devolver has gone to releasing stuff on their youtube platform and so um talking about you know anti-publisher and anti-developer they had a Devolver delayed video where it was three minutes where they had it fashioned after a Nintendo Direct announcement, but they were announcing their delays for some of the games that were getting delayed from 23 to 2024. And it was like, yeah, now we're getting to like the biggest delay. And like the chat in YouTube was like, I came expecting nothing and I was, you know, I got nothing. Well done. I am received, like, I'm happy. And other people were like, some of the best delays I've ever heard. Like, keep it up. I'm so excited for it to hear about more delays. So, like, even the fans get into it. And, and Devolver Digital, I mean, they just they just do quirky things, you know, like my friend Pedro and, and other games. And we're going to talk about some of the um, multiplayer games that are good for gaming couples. Um, we have each picked out. Uh, a Devolver Digital publishing title that we are excited that is going to be coming out uh, next year. We each have one that we chose, and then we have a topic that we're going to close out this first episode with. So, um, yeah, Devolver Digital. I know I'm excited to talk about it. I've, I've been talking for a few minutes. Um, you know, what are your thoughts when you kind of see their stuff on Steam and you kind of watch their videos on YouTube? I mean, it, it's it's kind of refreshing because it's like not professional in a professional way you know and then you have games like bro force and my friend pedro where it's like a ninja guy shooting guns but his friend is a banana named Pedro. i mean it's like it's just zany so like what are your thoughts that this is what we're going to be covering in our first episode well it was really funny i actually um <clears throat> i knew devolver digital before i knew they were devolver digital because i played you know several of their games like human fall flat um which is an amazing physics-based game. It's um, and you know, going back to what you were saying with the delayed announcement, it's one of the things that just cracks me up about these um, folks over there, because you know, Sony and Xbox and all of them have had their their fair share of delayed releases and you know, incomplete games and and that kind of thing and. You know, it's normally, you know, filled with, you know, weak apologies, if not, you know, like non-apologies, like, oh, well, you know, it's late. Um, so giving it that fanfare, uh, just it, it speaks to the character of the company. And when I started, you know, looking into Devolver Video or Digital, um, I was looking at their game titles and I was like, I played that game. I played that game. I played that game. So it's like the gaming publisher that you didn't know you knew. 
<laughs> so it's like an old friend, really. Um, but that that's kind of where I was at when we decided that we wanted to talk about them a little bit. Yeah, and we can, you know, we can get into it with the single player titles. I mean, they have done a lot of titles, you know, over the last twenty years. Um, they've done a lot of multiplayer titles. Um, you know, we can spend six hours talking about them and just, you know, all the all the titles that we didn't know were Devolver related, whether they they published them, they were the developers, they had people that worked for Devolver or worked for other publishers or other developers that came onto Devolver, they, they had acquired their IP. So, um, you know, we can we can go hours upon hours talking about this. But like I said, this is a couples based podcast we are a couple we game together um right now we are gearing up uh lcs our league worlds league of legends worlds just wrapped up so the new ranked season is starting in january we are kind of into that however we play other multiplayer titles together so we are going to talk about some four specific devolver multiplayer titles that you can play as a couple one specifically is that it has online co-op three more that are kind of couch co-op they have local um co-op two-player four-player co-op it's good for like sitting down together playing together we'll go over two titles that we're really excited for not necessarily that they're multiplayer but just games that that are good and they just happen to be multiplayer um, and then we're going to talk about snacks dating putting together and doing a gaming date. So our first title that we are going to talk about, uh, Devolver, for some reason they, they gear more more recently since probably about 2015 into shooters, but not like first-person shooters, more like silly shooters. So this first one, a lot of gamers, PC gamers, PlayStation gamers, they're going to know it, is Broforce. Broforce is on Steam. It's on the PlayStation Store. You can get it on Nintendo Switch. So for those of you gaming couples who have multiple uh, different platforms to play it on, or maybe you prefer to play on Switch, or you like PC but you have to use a controller, or, or you know you're a Sony fanboy. I am a, a a little bit of a Sony fanboy. It used to be bigger, not so much anymore. Um, you can play it on that. It has local and online co-op up to four players. Uh, it is a cooperative patriotism simulation. Uh, you play as 80s and 90s action heroes waging war against terror in almost an entirely destructible nostalgic setting. Um, and it's like action hero adjacent. So you can play as like John, um, you know, John McClane from Die Hard. But it's not John McClane. It's a pixelated version of him. You can play as like Arnold Schwarzenegger because he did so many different, um, you know, action movies in the 80s and 90s, but you could still, like, play as him. You could play as Rambo, Sylvester Stallone. Like, they have a whole bunch of pixelated action hero adjacent, and it, it makes it even funnier. And, I mean, it's just all about, like, bro force, and, like, the lead title has, like, eagles and American flag, and it's just explosions, and it's all pixelated, and, um, you know, it's it's like this Contra style, talking about, you know, retro titles, and... A callback to Nintendo and Super Nintendo. It's very much Contra-esque. It's very much that type of style um, that was really big in the 8-bit and the 16-bit times, but it's on all these modern platforms, and it's a lot of fun. Um, 
you know, at, from the other gender side of it, what is your take on a game like Broforce, where it's just kind of very masculine, but in a funny, over-the-top way that is still kind of fun for, you know, either gender? Well, honestly, the first thing I thought of when I when I saw the gameplay was, this totally reminds me of Dig Dug. And I just, I just totally dated myself uh, severely, but I loved the game. And, you know, and who doesn't ever, who doesn't want to play as Rambo? You know, um, it's, it's just a really fun game. I like it because, you know, being in marketing, we're constantly in this world of where, you know, we're, we're being challenged mentally and creatively, creativity, creatively, uh, whatever. Um, and Broforce is one of those games you you can just turn the brain off and just play. You know, you're not thinking deep thoughts. You're not watching, you know, huge, like, emotional cutscenes or anything like that. You're just blowing stuff up. And it's for what it is, it's actually a phenomenal game. Yeah, I remember as a kid. Grabbing my dad's ties and putting it around my head because I did want to be Rambo. I wanted to be in the alien <laughs> universe. And I mean, if you guys want to grab a tie and, you know, rip your shirt off and wear a tie as you're playing Bro Force and blowing up the baddies that threaten patriotism, go for it. It's, it is a very, a very fun game. Um, I put a lot of hours in it when it released, you know, back in the mid 2010s. Um, and then I just kind of, pushed it to the side because the the friends i played with didn't really play so it's it's one of those games where you can have a lot of fun you can be bad at it and you can have fun being bad at it um you know or you can have really a lot of fun being badass at it so that too um so yeah broforce like i said online and local co-op up to four players perfect for uh you and plus one you can get it on steam you can get it on the playstation store you can get it on switch Nintendo eShop. Um, I'm playing on a Steam Deck. I mean, really, it's it's all over the place. So, um, and it is very frequently on sale too. So, and also, I believe it's in Game Pass. So, um, for those of you who have Game Pass Ultimate, you can get it for free through that. You can play it on PC. Um, the second game we're going to talk about is a little bit more color. It's it's a little bit more whimsical in like a traditional sort of way. It has kind of very basic graphics, but they're updated. So it's not pixelated, but it's still kind of very colorful. Um, and that is Piku Niku, P-I-K-U-N-I-K-U. You can get that on Steam, Microsoft Store, Xbox, uh, and you can play it on the Switch. And it is a two-player local couch co-op. So you and another person can play local co-op. Uh, it is an absurdly wonderful puzzle exploration game that takes place in a strange but playful world where not everything is as happy as it seems. Help peculiar characters overcome struggles, uncover a deep state conspiracy, and start a fun little revolution in this delightful dystopian adventure. Admittedly, I've seen a lot of videos on it. I've watched the trailer for it. This is something I think uh, the two of us are just going to have to play together. We're going to have to plop down on the couch one day and just play it together. Because, you know, like I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, 
There are a lot of Devolver titles. There are a lot of titles that I didn't even know you didn't even know were Devolver titles. So I don't have a lot of experience with Piku Niku, but it looks like that type of game that, that either, you know, either boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend, um, you know, partner, partner, anybody could enjoy. Because it's just silly. There's There's nothing super serious about it, but... You know, it's still you can get invested in it. You know, you can get invested in the story, and it's it, it looks relatively simple, uh, you know, on the surface, but you can get down below it. And the puzzles are challenging, and you know they're engaging. The story is engaging, and um, yeah. So, um, looking at some of the, you know, like the Steam page and, and whatnot, just kind of doing a little bit of research. What, you know, how do you feel from your angle about Piku Niku, um, and how it plays for couples? I think this is a great game for, you know, maybe if one or both of you um, aren't, you know, serious gamers, like it, it's not been a big part of your life, you know, and, and maybe this is your way um, to connect with your partner that is a gamer. Um, it's it's challenging enough for somebody that is a gamer, but it's also, you know, the, the barrier to entry isn't so high that you're just like, I, I don't even want to try it. <laughs> it's it's very you know um lateral so you're not having to deal with crazy angles and you know three um you know vision and, and depth perception and that kind of thing um so you you do get to just just play the game and it's adorable and the the um the graphics really are appealing and colorful and you know you can get as much into the lore of it or you could just play you know i know for me i'm very much a, a lore related person i i gotta have a good story to it and pikuniku you know surprisingly has a fun story to it and that gets you kind of sucked in and you know i mean you're 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 part of a revolution i mean there's nothing cooler than that um so I I think, like I said, you know, just to the overall feel of it is it's a really great game for couples that have um, different levels of gaming. Yeah, and it's one of those Metroidvania type platformer games. You know, it's it's two D, like you said. Um, it it's not super in depth, so you know, some of those. Um, young men or women that have an issue with button combos. It's It's got very simplistic at the basic controls, so it's easy to play. It's not going to be like, um, you know, a game like It Takes Two where you have to have timing down, you know, and if one person's really good and one person sucks at it, um, you know, you, you kind of, your progress is meh, 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 meh. So Piku Niku is really good, one of those platformer kind of uh, Vania games, uh, and it's something that you can get into. Uh, the third game on our list is actually an expansion off of an uh, original title, uh, which is the Swords of Ditto. The expansion, most recent expansion, DLC, whatever you want to call it, is Mormo's Curse. You can play it on Steam. You can play it on the PlayStation Store. You can pick it up on Switch. Um, it has a two-player local couch co-op again. Builds into this topic that we're going to close the show out with, like having a gaming date. Plop down on the couch. You can play it. It's got a very cool art style. It's very much like Legend of Zelda meets, um, you know, Earthbound, uh, or you know, it's got like 
hand drawn. I think when we were talking about it, it was like Legend of Zelda meets Cuphead. You know, it's and it's it's built in Unity. It's uh, you know built in Game Maker. So, but that is uh, a compact action RPG that creates a unique adventure for each new hero of Legend and the relentless fight against the evil Mormo. Explore a delightful but dangerous overworld, brave menacing dungeons, and improve your hero in a charming village during your quest to overcome the evil that plagues the island. Unleash mystical sword of Ditto and grab a co-op friend for an unforgettable adventure filled with delightful characters, extraordinary loot, and heroic battles. Why don't you go ahead? I talk a lot, so go ahead and give me your thoughts on you know what you thought about when you saw this game. It's another one that we're really going to have to play, um, you know, together. Um, you know, we don't live together, but we're, we live close enough to where we're going to try it out. So go ahead and give your thoughts on uh, Mormo's Curse and kind of what you thought your first impression of it. Um, the thing, the first thing that strikes me or that struck me is that the animation, it's very car- cartoony um, and I more so than that, it's very retro cartoony. Um, so that kind of pulls to my childhood a bit on that. The movement of it um, is, <clears throat> it feels very like Stardew Valley, Let's Go Eevee sort of feel, you know, where you're moving around and there's there's interactions, you know, as you're playing the game. And um, and again, you know, it, it's it's not one of those games that you have to, you know, think too deep about, but it is challenging. Like, don't, you know, don't get, you know, fooled by the simplicity of it. There, it, It's actually really fun. Um, and, you know, it's, there's going to be times where you're like, ah, I can't get past this, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Like, there's definitely frustrations involved in this game. Um, but that that was pretty much my first impression of the source of Ditto Mormo, Mormo's Curse. Yeah, and I mean, I I grew up, um, you know, like I said, I was a Nintendo kid. Um, I did have a Sega, but all of my friends had Super Nintendos. Um, I love the Final Fantasy series. I got hooked on them. Legend of Zelda. Um, you know, this game, Mormo's Curse, is very much over the top. So it's kind of like, um, when I first saw it, it looked like A Link to the Past. But it was it was a little bit cuter. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Some of the dialogue is kind of hip um, and kind of silly at times. It's not really like, you know, like when you think of like Legend of Zelda, you think about those type of games. It's got very linear, like character-driven dialogue that's like in character this is more like like kind of like what i talked about with earthbound where it's like it's it's got some silly dialogue it's kind of out there at times you know it's like these characters are are kind of they're they're characters you know um it's a game that i'm really looking forward to the two of us playing a lot more um it's colorful it's you know it's not bloody it's not you know so it's not going to trigger a lot of people it's another one of those games where you could just have fun you know, you can save your progress, you can come back. It's an RPG, so it's not like you just have to, like, replay it over and over and over again. But it's something that you could just, you know, you can play as a couple. It's not like a Broforce where it's got the procedurally generated, you know, where you can just pick your favorite action star. It's, you can get a little bit more invested. It's a little bit deeper than a Piku Niku. Um, and it's something that, like, you can pick up together and you can celebrate your progress together. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. 
And then the last game that we're going to talk about in multiplayer before we get into uh, a title each that we are excited about. Um, we actually, <laughs> it's it's one of those where like the title is super on the nose. Um, and this game is I Hate Running Backwards. We talked about at the beginning of the, the episode Devolver Digital is kind of funny, they're kind of zany, they're kind of the anti-whatever, so you hear of a title like, I hate running backwards, and you're like, what the heck, like, but it's literally like, it's one of those, like, if you ever played, like, Galaga or Centipede, Space Invaders, or, like, if you played, like, 1942, or one of those, like, airplane games, only it's inverted, so instead of your character being at the bottom, you start at the top, and your character is pointed down the screen, hence the running backwards, and you're running backwards, um, you can move your character all over the place, but you know the whole point is to stop hordes of of enemies and bosses from coming up the screen instead of coming down the screen. Um, it is on Steam. It is on the micro, Microsoft Store and Xbox. It is on Switch. You're noticing a theme. These are games that you can play across multiple platforms. Um, they cater to a lot of co-op experiences. Really good for couples. Um, it's really fun. It starts off, you can pick your character, you can pick, you know, each character has different attributes, different health attributes, different speed attributes. It's got a two-player local couch co-op, um, and it is in an, a never-ending adrenaline-packed shoot 'em down We've heard of shoot 'em ups This is a shoot 'em down hence the running backwards and why they hate doing it. Roguelite that puts the emphasis on destruction and fighting never-ending waves of enemies while time-traveling through procedurally generated, fully destructible worlds. Pick your character and blast away enemies with a high-powered arsenal of shotguns, lasers, rocket launchers, singularity cannons, and other weapons. One of the characters has a sword that fires projectile swords every time you swing it. Get stronger by earning perks to decimate challenging bosses along the way. It looked like a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, when you play it, if you just kind of just jump in, um, there's different difficulty settings. You can unlock more things by playing longer, by beating certain levels. Um, so it can start off really easy, but it, it can get kind of insane really quickly. I know I watched, um, I am not the best at the game. I watched some YouTube videos uh, when preparing for the episode and some people were playing it like on max damage, max difficulty, and it was just kind of like, I don't want to play this co-op right now because I would be bad at it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a ton of fun. And, and in keeping with all the other Devolver titles, you know, it's it's very colorful and, and there's a lot going on. For me, I have a, my biggest concern with this game is that it is going to unleash the inner competitor in me because space invaders playing that with my brother um we invented games within games and <laughs> you know we we made up competitions and our competitions got pretty intense um and watching the gameplay of i hate running backwards like i i felt it i felt it like oh, I want to play this game so bad. And even though we're playing cooperatively, um, I'm going to be better at it. So just so you know. Debatable. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll have to see. Even if even if I'm up until three o'clock in the morning practicing, <laughs> I will beat you. I will be better at the game than you. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Listeners, <laughs> viewers, we will have to come back to this. Set like a, an arbitrary deadline and come back to it after three months, six months, whatever. But yeah. So those are our it's four on. It's on, yes. You heard it here it's first. On. You heard it here first. It's on. So those are our four titles. There are countless others. You can go on the Steam store and just click Devolver Digital. You know, just go to like, I hate running backwards. Go to Bro Horse under the publisher or the developer where it says Devolver Digital. Click it. You can go to their page. There are games upon games upon games. There are single player games. We are not single players. We are a couple, so we care more about the multiplayer. They have a lot of them. Um, so those four titles are great. They are great. That's why we highlighted them. They're a lot of fun. They're easy to pick up. They're hard to master. Something that you can play together. Um, and they're across multiple titles. Now, in the Devolver delayed announcement, there were two titles that were going to come out this year that they got delayed to 2024. We are each going to talk about one. They're not necessarily multiplayer. However, one of them is, and it's going to be hilarious. It's got a, a demo on Steam that you can play right now. We both had tons of fun. The They have dev streams up all the time in the Steam app, so you can watch it. You can watch them play. You can play yourself. It is a lot of fun. Um, my co-host will go over that game the game i want to talk about is the plucky squire and it's going to start out on steam and on pc and it really caught me off guard because i watched the announcement trailer and then i watched the trailers and looked at the screenshots on steam in the steam store and i was like what like wow um i need this game like now and um so like i said it's releasing in 2024 the plucky squire follows the magical adventures of jot and his friends they are storybook characters who discover a three-dimensional world outside the pages of their book it follows jot and his friends and like i said it's very much like you start off like 2d it's like 2d but then whoop, the entire art style changes they pop off the page and you're able to transition from a 2d world to a 3d world that is very much like mario-esque before you get back on a 2d world which again is kind of like that cuphead art style that like hand-drawn art style because it's like you are a, a literal storybook character and you are you and his jot's friends which is why his name is jot you know you jot it down um and it is just, it's like, it's like color overload. Like I watched this, I had to watch it a couple times because I was like, oh my gosh, like I need this game now. I need to play it now. And I showed you and you're like, oh my God, it's so adorable. Like you, you watched it and you're like, I'm excited for this. Like it looks like a ton of fun and I will be getting it the instant I am able to buy it and download it because it's just, it looks like so much fun. Like, let me get your thoughts. Yep, I I agree. Um, and you know, I I talked earlier about how I I'm a sucker for a good story, and the Plucky Squire delivers that. It it draws you in, 
Um, there's a purpose to the game. You're not just, you know, I mean, there's a, pl there's a place for bro force where you're just smashing and killing, but then there's also a place for games like Plucky Squire where it pulls at the heartstrings a little bit and you get attached. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for this one. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good game. You have a game that you're super excited about. Why don't you kind of highlight a, that a little bit, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it because it's another one that got delayed and the developer delayed, but it's got a demo. You can watch the dev streams, like you can check it out. So go ahead and and highlight what you are excited for. So if any of you have ever had a job, specifically a corporate job, that has just filled you with so much anger and angst that you just hated everything about that job. This game is for you. This game is therapy in digital format. It's called Stick It to the Stick Man. Um, and it's a physics-based game, so, you know, it's it's much like Human Fall Flat where you're, you're moving kind of funky. Um, but it is a groin kicking, staple gunning, chainsaw wielding, roguelike brawler loaded with high impact physics based combat, copious amounts of coffee, and weaponized farts. Yes, farts with an F. Um, and, it, you know, the boss is screaming, you know, more interns, and somebody else you're, fight, you're fighting, you know, screams. Um, no appointment right before you, you know, throw a mug at their head and knock them out. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, again, the graphics to it is very, very simple, but do not think that it is a simple game because it, it's not, you know, you've got combinations and, You've got a, you can run around with a staple gun, you know, and at one point in time, I think there's even like shurikens, like you can upgrade the, the, your projectile, um, move into, you know, to where you're like throwing shurikens at, you know, this, the, the boss that still haunts your nightmares, even though you haven't worked for that company for 10 years anymore. Um, so maybe it's because I have a lot of issues <laughs> that I still need to work out in regards to past jobs. Um, but stick it to the stick, man. I, I played the, the free demo. Um, unfortunately, we tried to play it co-op on the demo and we weren't able to. I don't know if we were, if it was user error or that's just not, if that gameplay isn't available just yet. But it will be once the full game is released. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to save all, myself a whole lot of money not going to a therapist and playing Stick It to the Stick Man instead. Yeah, and I think in the That's demo... That's my take. I think in the <laughs> demo, like it had like the local co-op because it had the ability to jump in a game. But like when you and I were trying to play like... I was able to control both characters at the same time using WASD and then the arrow keys. So like 
it might be that it's a local co-op you know a local couch co-op that sort of thing another side note is it is on the steam store you can also download it for android um the reviews on the android the google play store are not very good right now and it might just be because it's not the full game yet but i i kind of got hooked in when i was watching the dev stream and they were upgrading their groin punch to add extra time to the disablement and increase the damage on groins it was like wait you can do like a super groin punch like you can do like a, a spinny kick like chun Li does in street fighter only upside instead of upside down right side up like you said you could throw coffee cups like bosses will throw interns at you that you have to like blast through and like each level you can upgrade your mute moves you can add moves you can add moves to your combo like i made it through like the first level of that first building in the demo and like the ceo and like board of directors came in and was like oh you know our puppet but like you're gonna do what what we tell you to do and you can actually have the option to be like no i don't think i will as, as opposed to you know yes indeed and if you keep clicking the no i'm gonna do things my way they're like you're fired boom they kill you and you start at the bottom again and there's a guy like sitting on a bench and he's like you know ah you thought you could do it your own way haha ha, silly you and like so in addition to like having those platforms that go up you know, and you go higher level, higher level, higher level, fight more interns, fight more coworkers, fight more bosses, upgrade stuff. There's also going to be like an open world map style to where you can do other mini games in like a 3D style where, you know, you can also go to other buildings. You can go to other companies like it's it's just it's going to be so much fun. It's it's colorful, but also not super colorful. Um, the enemies will lose their color as you knock them out. Um you know, as as my co-host can can also to agree to and kind of back me up. One of my favorite moves was I like spin kicking people out the windows. Like I defeated one of the floor bosses, one of the managers, by just kicking him out of a window. So that was a lot of fun. Um, it was a little easy at first, but the difficulty ramps up really quickly. Um, so yeah, I'm I am also looking forward to this title. Yeah, so we've given you six great titles, four out now that you can play, two that we're looking forward to, one has a demo, one I really, I'm like, I need to get my hands on it, Bucky Squire. Um, need to play it. Stick at the stick man. Already has a ton of potential. You can play the, the demo out now on Steam. You can download it for Android, the Google Play Store. Those four titles that you can play, Broforce. I hate running backwards. Sort of ditto Mormos Curse and Piku Niku. Now, why am I highlighting those again? Well, that's because we're getting into our topic that we're going to talk about to finish out the, the this first episode of Devolver Digital. This is a gaming couple, a couple's gaming, a gaming couple's podcast. Um, why don't you go ahead and take it away with this topic and, and we'll kind of discuss it a little bit. It goes hand in hand with gaming and and date nights and, and just kind of playing as a couple. So, you know, food and dates just kind of go hand in hand. And when you're a gamer, if you're adding, like, if it's a gaming date, what makes it better than food, than delicious food? The problem that you run into, after having worked at Best Buy 
um, being in tech support with Best Buy and then handling trade-ins at GameStop. Um, I have become really peculiar in how I mix food and technology um, because I have had to be the person cleaning the gook off of years and years of controllers. Um, so I, I put together a list of, of some things that it's going to keep your controllers clean. Um, you're, you know, it's not going to accelerate the inevitable, uh, drift and button sticking and, and that kind of thing that just, that just comes along with avid gaming. Um, but one of the things that I do is, um, is I try for the most part to make it like, I don't eat in game uh, unless it's a date night when my partner and I are sitting together and we're gonna, you know, have, we're in for the night and we're done and we're kicking up our feet and, and relaxing. So, you know, what kind of foods are, are good? Um, in a scenario like that, um, I, my biggest suggestion is stay away from foods that leave any kind of residue. If it leaves residue on your fingers, don't touch a controller with it. Like Doritos, Cheetos, um, you know, anything that's going to be sticky, um, Laffy Taffy, you know, all of those things are going to also leave a, a, a residue on you know, your controllers, your, your mouth, your blah, your mouse, your keyboard, that kind of thing. Um, some of the things that I do recommend are, you know, cut up some bite-sized pieces of fresh fruit and use skewers. And, you know, and if it's a good date night, you can even, you know, get a little flirty with it and, and feed each other with the, with the skewers. I mean, that's, that's cute, right? But, whatever. <laughs> um, Pocky uh, pretzels, again, you know, those finger foods that aren't going to leave a residue on your hand. Sushi is always, always a great um, food. And, you know, you've, you've got the chopsticks, so you're not having to, like, grab with your fingers. I, I have seen people eat sushi with their fingers. Um, it hurts my heart as a brown person, but <laughs> you do you. Um, but if you do eat your sushi with fingers, don't game and eat sushi then. <laughs> That's a strictly chopsticks only kind of food. But those are some of my, my tips um, to keep your controllers and your keyboards and your mice living as long as possible while, you know, stoking the, the fires in your relationship. Very good. Very what important. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, very important. Um, you know, you got to make sure you fuel up while you're competing in, uh, I hate running backwards at midnight, 3 a.m. when neither of you can sleep because you, all you can think about is beating each other. Um, I will not eat sushi barehanded and game. I have been known in a pinch to eat sushi without chopsticks, um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's just important, you know, keep keep yourself hydrated, keep yourself well fed. I mean, you know, dates dates can go poorly if you are hangry. Um, you know, fun co-op games can turn into uh, not so fun if you're hangry. 
Um, there's actually another game. I, I, I'm just going to kind of pull a pull an audible now and add a fifth game. It's called Karma Zoo. It just came out um, on the 14th of November. It actually rewards online players for being nice to each other. Um, there's different animals you can play, and they each have different abilities. So, I mean, that's a good game, too. You know, if you are prone to bouts of hangriness and, you know, you, you forget to eat while you're gaming with your significant other, play Karmazoo. That's another one. It's on it's on Steam. Um, I didn't prepare notes. I just kind of saw it in passing. And it was one of those, hey, like, we created a game where it rewards people for playing nice. Um, so, yeah, make sure you're eating. Make sure, you know, you're, you're drinking. Make sure your hands are clean. You're keeping your keyboard and your controllers clean. There's nothing worse than grabbing a greasy, gunky controller, you know, when you're you're trying to play with a loved one or significant other, and it's just gross. It's just, it, it ruins the whole start of the night, especially if you're going to have, like, a stay-in date night, so. I definitely think, since I hate running backwards, it's already got me charged. I'm going to need to be well-fed before we play that game. So, Noted. Yeah. Noted. We're, we're going to have to plan ahead for that, because playing unleashing my inner competitor with hangriness is that's not going to go so great for our <laughs> yeah no i i agree i am say, same same but different but still same like i need to i need to eat i can go long and i can also forget to eat too if i get in, engrossed in a game so it's it's also important in the topic of gaming and gaming as a couple for to remind each other to eat and, you know, fill up your water bottle. I, I take this water bottle everywhere because it's it's easy to get dehydrated and that's, you know, another version of hangriness. You know, if you want to beat your partner and bro force, getting a high score, I hate running backwards. You know, you want mental clarity and you need water for that. You need a, a liquid for that. You do not need a 7-Up whatever the heck you drank that said it was disgusting. Um, I don't know. The, the tropical 7-Up. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it. It <laughs> was weird. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that that wraps up this first episode of the Retro Heart Duo Gaming for Couples. Put on to you by Frickin' Fox. I am Frick, she is Fox. As we do this, we're going to have a more set schedule for now. Um, we're planning to stream on Wednesdays. We're going to have a YouTube channel, Frickin' Fox, uh, Frickin' Fox Media. You search for it. We'll be on Spotify. We'll be on Apple Music. We're gonna hit RSS feeds. We'll be we'll be everywhere as as our influence grows, as our plan for world domination kicks into overdrive. Do you have any closing thoughts before we finish this up on uh, Devolver Digital or on uh, eating right uh, on your gaming night date night? Well, thank you for listening and stopping by and. Um, you know, look forward to getting to know all of you as time goes on and pick up some of these games. Definitely try out the Stick It to the Stick Man demo. I think you're going to say, oh, these people know what they're talking about because this is actually a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. So tune in weekly for the Gaming for Couples podcast. We look forward to, to seeing more of you. We look forward to opening your mail and, and doing mailbag episodes. Um, 
you know, we might do small pop-up streams if something really catches our fancy, um, pop up little kind of mini episodes. But for now, we'll go ahead and sign off. Just stay, stay hydrated. Don't stay hungry. Uh, stay together. Not for the kids, but do it for the pixels. I am Frick. She is Fox. We will see y'all 